Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today, we are going to survey the entire book of Revelation in the next 14 minutes and 30 seconds. So it's a pretty big uh, task ahead of us. I want to cover seven things you need to know about the book of Revelation. What are the main points? How to make sense of it? And in a sense, you could say there's eight things you need to know because in our last episode, 56, we covered how important the Old Testament is for interpreting the book of Revelation and the unique way that St. John incorporates the Old Testament prophets into his his New Testament prophecy in the book of Revelation. My son came home from college and said to me, well, what's the book of Revelation about? Uh, a friend of his at college says it's just about the Mass and the Eucharist, and it is about our worship of God. That's one of the seven main things I want to share with you today, but it's only one of seven main things. There's a lot going on in the book of Revelation. I'm just going to give you a hint of what's there in just a few verses in chapter 1 of Revelation as we begin today, starting in verse 4 of chapter 1. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and was and is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, I have seven things to cover. Number one, the author is John. Well, that's easy, is it? There's a lot of people dispute that. Let's just say it's John. Early fathers felt it was John. One of the key chapters in the book of Revelation is chapter 20. There's all kinds of interpretations, and how you interpret chapter 20 will color how you view biblical prophecy, not only in Revelation, but the other parts of the New Testament. Just remember, When you get to chapter 20, you want to remember that the author is St. John. That's number one. Number two, the entire book of Revelation is a prophetic letter that uses apocalyptic imagery as a wake-up call to the seven churches in Asia Minor, the area that's now modern-day Turkey. The entire book of Revelation is a prophetic letter to the seven churches. The rapture at any moment, folks, make a horrible mistake thinking that the message to the church is really these uh, seven churches mentioned in chapter 2 and chapter 3, and then you move on to other things, the rest of the book of Revelation. That's a colossal mistake. And even many non-rapture-at-any-moment folks miss this, thinking that, oh, well, we have these seven churches mentioned, chapter 2 and chapter 3, and then we move on to other things. No, the entire book of Revelation 
is a message to these seven churches, Catholic churches, because there weren't any other churches at the time, in Asia Minor. Okay? Number three, what principle of interpretation do we use? Oh boy, this sounds abstract and boring. The principles of interpretation when you're trying to interpret Scripture, the science of hermeneutics. I won't bother you with that 25 cent title or name or description of how we interpret a book. This is critical, absolutely critical. And I'm going to give you the primary principle of interpretation that I am going to be using and that I recommend to you that was given to me by one of my professors who's known worldwide for his ability to exegete or interpret scripture. And it's only three words. It made sense. St. John didn't write a letter to seven churches in Asia Minor who are having serious problems within and about to have mammoth problems of persecution without send a totally coded book that they didn't have any clue what was going on because they've never seen a Black Hawk helicopter or whatever else people insert and claim Book of Revelation is talking about. It's simply, this is a key principle of interpretation. It made sense. And how do you make sense of it? Yes, we look in the past, namely the Old Testament, and bring that forward. We look at the present, in other words, the present being the time in which Revelation was written and sent to these seven churches. So this is first century. And then future, we can look into the future after we've done these other steps. Jesus is the one who is, who was, and is to come. We combine these, but remember that the book originally had to make sense. A, an evangelical scholar by the name of D.A. Carson says this, every debate in the history of the church is conditioned in part by hermeneutical considerations, and those happy souls who naively think they can without loss avoid such considerations and just believe the Bible, in fact, adopt all sorts of hermeneutical stances unaware. There isn't a more naive group of folks than those called dispensationalists. There's a hermeneutical approach that is adopted before you even come to Scripture that's called dispensationalism. I'll be talking about it. That is the principle of hermeneutics that underlies the rapture at any moment approach. I am taking the hermeneutical principle of it made sense. It made sense to the people it was written to. And the dispensationalists, just so you know, basically say, really concentrate on St. Paul's epistles. That's what the church really needs. And kind of, oh, Old Testament, oh, Sermon on the Mount, Gospels, great, but secondary. We just focus on St. Paul's epistles and maybe the book of Revelation. That's dispensationalism. That's a hermeneutical approach. And that's just so far off the mark that uh, we'll be talking about that several times. But just remember, the book of Revelation made sense. And people who overlook that come up with nonsense. All right, number four, the historical context of the book of Revelation. 
what was going on. In other words, if it was a letter to a historical situation, if you can kind of piece together and kind of like in a detective uh, investigation, what was the circumstances that gave rise to the book of Revelation being sent to these churches? And it's this. These early Catholic churches were facing severe attacks, severe attacks from two directions. First, from within. There was compromised sexual morality. There was idolatry because false views of God always lead to false morality. And secondly, they were facing attack from without, namely persecution, the threat growing of martyrdom, and the rise of emperor worship. And you were going to find, yes, we understand this in a historical context, but it's going to have a lot to say for our day, for the twin attacks going on in the church in the United States. We may not have the external persecution yet too much, although you can't choose how to make your own uh, wedding cake or for who you make it, and you have to make it for a homosexual wedding. That's persecution. That's external. And both of these were going on. Pope Benedict said, quote, the book, namely Revelation, should be understood against the backdrop of the dramatic experience of the seven churches of Asia. All right, and then number five, this is the big biggie. If you had to pick one main idea from the entire book of Revelation, and actually this is, this is kind of a challenge. If you had to pick one idea the overriding idea of the entire 22 chapters of the book of Revelation, what would it be? Here is what I propose to you, and uh, this isn't unique with me, but the main idea is the sovereignty of God. Namely, Christ's kingship is infinitely greater than the oppressive kingship of Caesar and the future Antichrist. The main idea is Christ's kingship. Things were going uh, from a bad situation to even a worse situation. Emperor worship was coming up, and the key idea in the book of Revelation is Christ's kingship. Uh, you find 35 times in the book of Revelation, throne, the word throne is mentioned. And at key points in the book of Revelation, you find throne. There's only 12 usages of throne in the entire rest of the New Testament. Something's going on. And as I read to you from those opening verses before the throne, Revelation 1-4, and what was the name that we identified Jesus in chapter 1 and verse 5? The ruler of the kings of the earth. This is the key point of the whole book. Revelation 19:16 On his robe and on his thigh he has a name inscribed and names are very important in the Bible as most of you know. What was that name? King of kings and Lord of lords. And this truth has been eclipsed from American Christians and most of the modern world, and we'll be discussing that several times as we go through the book of Revelation, because this is the main idea. So, number six, who is the antagonist? Who's the persecutor? Who's the bad guy and who are the bad guys? Well, they're both spirits and human beings, Roman emperors who 
wanted to proclaim their divinity, and there was tremendous social, cultural, financial, political, and religious pressure to just go with the flow and say Caesar is Lord, and to worship Caesar as God, or for someone in the future to worship any leader of some new world order as God means spending eternity in hell. Who you worship has eternal consequences. That's six. Seven, worship, because I did say worship is one of the seven key points I was going to be talking about. Worship is the response to kingship. They're almost like two sides of a coin. In fact, I was contemplating how I was going to communicate this week and closing him in our mass, the priest selected, all worship the king, all glorious above. Worship is the response to kingship. The defining vision in the entire book of Revelation is chapter 4. It's a throne room picture of God on his throne being worshiped. Worship is the response to kingship. Why do Catholics kneel or bow in worship or have solemn processions? It's just our tradition. No, at the core, we're coming in the presence of a great king. And that's what the book of Revelation is trying to show. While the world is going crazy, while the church is having problems, lift up your hearts and see that there is a king seated on a throne. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 57 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.